Hello and welcome to another episode of Roll for Immersion. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Aaron. I'm Emily and I play Gwen. I'm Tori and I play Calcine. And I'm Sam and I play Hugar. Alright, and today we're going to do our classic where we talk about some news within the D&D and Wizards of the Coast spectrum. Today we're going to be talking about a recent book that was announced by Wizards of the Coast called Journeys Through the Radiant Citadel. It is an anthology of adventures for Dungeons & Dragons, conceived by designer Ajit George and co-led with Wizards of the Coast F. Wesley Schneider. After reading through it, uh, I kind of want to know what your guys' initial thoughts are on this, especially since uh, it is the first book in, I believe, in the entirety of Dungeons & Dragons uh, history that is written entirely by uh, people of color and... Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's it's just so sick in that it is, you know, obviously for representation purposes, mm-hmm. like this is this is one of the coolest things to come out of D&D in a while. Um and that's not just from a representation perspective because, you know, I think most people have a distaste in their mouth for in like for representation just for representation's sake. Right. right. Um but this has a, you know, a qualified team of people who all happen to be POC and it's just it. It just all sounds so awesome, because uh, you know, and and we'll get into it more and more uh, right. as we go here. But you know, first first um, takeaways, just like I'm so excited to see how these stories are built. Like, cause it's thirteen. Uh, it's what it's thirteen different uh, standalone adventures, uh, each go from like level one to 14 which mm-hmm. is a really cool range because uh, you kind of get like you, you get from like you know first level greenhorn stuff to like god level by the time you hit past 10 really like you you should be fighting gods at that point in most of the campaigns that I've been in once you hit level 10 you're basically I mean fighting that's god. that's kind of just any like unless you're like I don't know some big name like Brennan Lee Mulligan or yeah I mean Matt Mercer, there, there like, are exceptions to the rule but yeah once you hit about 10th level like that's that's kind of very just like, few mundane things bother your character yeah it kind of just uh, becomes like oh there's another group yeah <laughs> you have to you have to scale up everything yeah um, but you know but these these take you through there you know uh and I think that it also adding some cool new monsters that are likely inspired. Uh, like other things in this series are uh, inspired by other cultures. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to that because, you know, and no knocking on the typical Tolkien X, like Tolkien inspired stuff. Um, obviously, I love it. I've been dealing with it for years now and haven't gotten tired of it. But seeing something new out of a different culture, uh, like even seeing like dragons done in a style that's not like the western right. version of a dragon that's like it been the staple in Dungeons and Dragons for so long uh, so seeing like an Asian style dragon even mm-hmm. that like would be really cool to see written into uh, the D&D lore right. um, which I also think is possible if they decide to do the thing that they've been doing which is taking planes that are introduced in Magic the Gathering and introducing them into D&D because then we could have uh, Kamigawa which is based on like uh, Japanese culture Um so this is something that I've been wanting for a long time mm-hmm. because as cool as Tolkien is and like his inspired fantasies are, right. you know, I've had to go out of my way to completely redesign races in the past. Uh, and, you know, like I've talked to Aaron about it a lot where it's like 
you know, okay, well, in this universe now, uh, this is what the the gnomes are like. They're actually like short little cannibals and they hide under the snow and wait for you to walk by and then they jump up and bite you on the ankle and then they swarm you and kill you. Instead right. of just being like normal humanoids, I'm changing entirely what the races are and what they do because it's it's been done so often. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not the first one to do it. This is not a novel idea that no. I came up with. No. I would even go so far as to say that, like, you know, Gravity Falls beat me to, like, the evil gnome thing, you know? Um Thank you for the pity laugh. Um, But, uh, yeah, so it's like, you know, none of these ideas are novel, but it's something that I'm glad to see come to fruition in an actual canon way. Right. And with that, I'll leave it to one of the ladies for their their first thoughts. Yeah, so so what are are your guys' first thoughts on this book? I mean, I think it seems really interesting. Um... From what I can tell of just, like, the concept of, like, the Radiant Citadel being, like, a magical center of things is very interesting, very cool. Um, and I've also been looking more into, um, like, some of the um, adventures that there's information about already. Um, and I was just reading an article um, from Polygon about how, like, the first level adventure is inspired by, like, stories of, like, first-generation immigrants. Yes, um, I read that Which article. is so cool. Article. Um, Like, so interesting, because it's, like, it's not, like, a super high stakes, like, the world is in danger, like, everything rests on you kind of thing, but for a first-level adventure, I feel like it makes sense that it's not. Um, I don't know. I just, I think that I think that it's very interesting. It's a very diverse, um, like, story, and it's got a lot of potential. Um, yeah, I think it just it seems really cool to me. Yeah. All right. What about you, Emily? Yeah, so I, uh, I've i just been looking through, like, the, uh, like the release information. Um, I really like how it's, like, the adventure, the adventures are made so that they can be set either, like, an existing setting or like you can make your own Mm -hmm. world and they'll fit perfectly um and then i was looking through um i was trying to find if any of the 11 monsters had been released um and one of them is actually first seen in first edition which i thought was pretty cool like hasn't been seen since then it just says that um it just says i don't even know how to pronounce it but it's an eight-legged badger like creature that was seen in first edition huh so Mm. Ye old fans out there will probably know. Ye old honey yeah. badger. <laughs> Ye old honey badger. So, he doesn't give a fire truck. So it's just it's interesting that they're taking like things and almost like reinventing it, or even mm. just adding those things in there, like maybe like as an Easter egg to like original fans of first edition. Right. Or, or you know, I'm always a fan of giving light to things that were kind of underappreciated or underused. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, but especially in D&D where it's like, you know, or like a character in general or monsters, whatever. That's like, you know, everyone, like we mentioned in the last episode, everyone knows who Tiamat is. Oh, awesome. you know, Everyone knows what a beholder is, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. These these monsters, like this one, I'm going to try to pronounce it. Uh, Aurum Vorax. I think that's, that's probably the best you're going to get as far as <laughs> okay, pronunciation. Um, they probably could have changed the name if I'm. But it's like you know, I I would wager some money that like almost no one off the top of their head can remember what that creature is. No, exactly. Um, 
But that's what I think makes it cool that it's mm -hmm. being re-included, especially because we know that it's going to be included in some of these campaigns. Right. I mean, obviously, DMs can take out and put in whatever they want, but I, I hope they don't because I hope this monster kind of gets its time in the limelight. I hope it gets, you know, more material and it becomes more popular through that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying I want it to be the next beholder as far as, like, level of popularity or even like even to the level of like Noel maybe I think that'd be right, fair right you know mm. uh, a lot of people know what Noel's are I hope Makes so sense. I, you hope so but <laughs> who knows um, but you know maybe it, it becomes like up to that level of right. uh, familiarity where it's not like insane but a lot of people know what it is mm -hmm. and you know know what to expect when they hear like Bloodhawk <laughs> for example <laughs> <laughs> I feel some shade here, Sam. It's not shade at all. It's just it's just an example that we can pull from and, you know, reference ourselves. After yeah. some... After I fought, like, eight of them. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't you get for almost you, killing you us. You didn't fight eight He fought them. I, I, I'm pretty I sure I killed all of them. <laughs> yeah, after you put them to sleep, you said, sleep, and then you just went... <laughs> cut yeah, off I head. think that counts still as killed beating them. them. It's as long as I'm, you best them somehow. I, I think I won that. I, last I checked, I won that fight. I mean, so. as far as I know, you're still the Highlander, so. <laughs> there can only be one. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of my thoughts on, like, those creatures coming back. Uh, what I kind of want to get into is uh, in in the article um, uh, from Polygon that Tori was referencing, which is one that I actually pulled from a lot uh, for today, mm -hmm. is... Um, the I think it's I think it's the first uh, campaign in the book, uh, and it's written by and I apologize if I butcher uh, her name. It's uh, Serenia Marie. I'm guessing that's how it's pronounced. I apologize if I'm wrong. I'd like to be corrected if I am. Today's episode uh, is sponsored by words not working. Yes, uh, <laughs> but you know she got her start back in like 2018 with Wizards of the Coast um, as a member of. Uh, the Rivals of Waterdeep, which mm -hmm. is a pretty big deal. Um, and then now she's the marketing and communications manager for Critical Role. Which is probably which the biggest. It's, it, that's, a, that's a big deal because yeah. that's a multi-million dollar uh, like show and like production. You yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, and she's in charge of like pretty much all that. Oh, yeah. Um, but she essentially wrote most of, I believe it's the first campaign in the book called Salted Legacy. Right, right. Um, which, instead of it, you know, kind of like Tori's saying, it, like, this isn't like an end-of-the-world campaign or story or, like, part of a campaign, I guess, because you can make this as important to your campaign as you want. Mm -hmm. um, but instead, it's, like, the story of, like, two rival families. Um, and, you know, families is kind of a loose term in, like, more of, like, a mob sense where it's, like, they're not all technically related but they're like so you mean under the like a, the Dominic house. Toretto. Yes, <laughs> in the in the Dominic Toretto form of family, uh, you know, and it's these two rival families that are kind of going back and forth, and you're in the middle of it somehow. Mm -hmm. We haven't, we don't really know that. Um, but what I love about this story is it's told from the perspective of a first generation American, you know, um, and she you, she was quoted. Um, saying, you know, my mom is from Thailand. That is where largely this adventure is inspired from. Um, and then she goes on to explain, with being first-generation America, 
there is a strange duality that you have to navigate where you want to live the big American dream. You want to live the life that your parents had come from a different country to give you. But at the same time, there's a part of us being first generation that worries about losing our culture or we aren't even granted full access to it because of the pressure to be more Americanized. Um, which I think is, you know, big to speak on. You know, this is something that I can never relate to. Right, you know? right. Um, my family's been here for at least, I think, two generations on each side, you know? Um, like, my grandfather came over from Holland, like, so my mother would be, like, that first generation. Mm -hmm. um, but I have no idea what that's like. Right. Um, and especially because, you know, that's that's from, like, a, Euro a white European country, not Thailand, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, where, like, you know, Asians in America are kind of, like, forced into the box of being, like, the model minority. That's something that gets thrown around a lot. Um, it's something that I don't think any of us can really speak to because... None of us are, <laughs> nope. you know, um, but it's something that I think is, you know, as much as we can never fully understand that perspective, I think it's important to go out of our way to lift up those voices of those people and listen to the stories that they're telling. Uh, and in this case, like knowing that this is so inspired by that is awesome. Uh, and, you know, she's trying her best to, she said she like uh, tried to focus it to make it like very intimate. Um make it you know very much like that like you know rival families you know right. it's it's very it's gonna be intimate you know think like you know uh montagues capulets warring families it's gonna get intimate at some point maybe your character has a romeo and juliet situation with someone in one of the families who knows um but i think it's just absolutely awesome because you're we're we're lifting up voices here and we're giving this person this chance to just tell this awesome, what I assume will be an awesome story. Right, right. Um, she also said, and I thought this was funny, uh, that it was uh, largely inspired by the television show Chopped, yeah. uh, which I thought was such a weird pull. Hey, man, don't knock um, Chopped, all right? You know, you open that basket, you don't you don't know what you get. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's so, like, that's why I'm so intrigued, because, like, the concept of Chopped is one that's, like, very surprising and, like, very much like a you don't know what you get until you're forced to come to terms with whatever it is you just got right. and deal with it. Yeah. Um, which I think in terms of like, you know, throw that into a D&D &D situation, you don't know what you get. That could apply to so many things. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Roll those dice and make it, the best of it. Exactly. You know, um, and that's, uh, I think that's, it, it's a cool concept. Um, and I, I think if, like just by, based on like these interviews that we have, uh, with her, if every single one of these 13 stories is as fleshed out as this story appears to be mm -hmm. based on how she talks about it, and she seems insanely passionate, which she should be, and I hope she's proud of right. the work that she's done. If all 13 of these you know, stories are that fleshed out, this could be one of the greatest products that Wizards has put out in A years. Years. Yeah. Um, just for the like the capacity that it has for greatness. Oh yeah. I think it I think it's especially because it's also geared towards new players as well. Mm -hmm. There are stories that are geared towards introductory players. So if I had a table full of greenhorns and I was like, "All right, this is a story that I know probably won't kill you." We'll start with this one. <laughs> it Here, probably would. Here's here's it. combat that's already been pre-balanced for level 1, you mm -hmm. know. Um just because that's always difficult as a DM, you know, right. balancing your combat at 
the lower levels is rough because sometimes you just KO a player and you're like, oh, darn, they're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a massive shade over here. Again, this is not intentional, but it just so happens that, you know, the last episode, that is exactly what happened. Not that that combat wasn't balanced. I think it was perfectly no, fine the, the way that it was. No, the combat worked really well. Oh, that was great. I loved it. However, I had I not fear. pulled out sleep, more than one of us would have dropped. <laughs> I don't know. I think you guys were a lot closer than you gave yourselves credit for. Are I you think, sure? I think, well, yeah. Sure. Well, I think, yeah, because if, I think because if, uh, if Emily had also pulled out Thunder Wave, because I'm pretty sure your character also has that, mm-hmm. I, yeah, another Thunder Wave would have also killed them, pretty much. Right, right. Um, but I wanted to just make sure that even if they pass the check, they still go down. So I was like, sleep doesn't care about your checks. Sleep doesn't care about your checks. Going night-night doesn't care about your feelings. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I think that's this is an awesome resource for for new players and older older players Mm -hmm. alike. Mm -hmm. And um, kind of similar to what Emily kind of, I think you said, or it might have been Aaron, sorry, in like the last episode about like, bringing old and new players together i think this is absolutely the book for that right because it has you know it has stuff from like monsters that you haven't seen since like the very first book mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah you know granted most people won't know what that monster is but that's awesome yeah. in concept and when people that have been playing for forever are like i swear i remember that like badger looking thing or something mm. and then they're gonna like be like okay now i'm intrigued All right. and then they're gonna shell out that 50 dollars for this book yeah I mean, do I still do I agree with any of the price tags on these D and D books? Absolutely not. No. That's why I always wait until they go down to like twenty dollars on Amazon. <laughs> get them cheap there. Yeah, I definitely don't just like pick and choose the the stuff that I want and get it for free somewhere else ever. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we don't we don't condone that though. That's not. Yeah, it's not, we don't we don't. Condone it's that. it's just you know, and I I don't want to get into like an argument. No, we wouldn't argue because I think we'd agree. But, like, I don't want to, like, get into any kind of a conversation with someone else about, like, the pricing of these books. Because, like, yes, a lot of work does go into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they're printed on paper, not, like, precious metals. <laughs> you know? Um, Doesn't need to be. Like, it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just another barrier to entry. Like, I mean, yeah, you know? it's, 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 nice it's book, one of those like, things where it's, it's a hobby that like we discussed in the last episode, you can do cheap, you can mm-hmm. do very cheaply, mm-hmm. but if you want to like not feel embarrassed about it, right. you know, about your setup or anything, then you're going to shell out for the books. You're going to shell out for the play mats. You're going to shell out for the dice. You're going to shell out for the minis. Gonna shell out for everything. You're gonna shell out for multiple sets of dice, probably. Multiple sets of dice. Technically, you only need one, and you don't even need one. But I have at least twenty sets of dice. You have twelve that I see right now. Uh, Me and Emily both have. Not to yeah. I was gonna say like I yeah. So I think it's and and granted that's our fault. We 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 chose to purchase those dice (laughs) um, because we have no self control. Um, hey, don't put words in my mouth. I chose to do this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <We're>... Sure. <laughs> um, but it's just it just goes through, like, you know, each set of dice probably minimum costs, like, ten bucks. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, some can cost less, but minimum is usually ten. I mean, I, I, I mean, you can. I go to my local Walmart and all that. Get a okay, but then Walmart you're, but then you're not dies. supporting, but then you're not supporting LGSs. 
you know? Well, I mean, to be honest, I never grew up in a place with, like, LGSs and game okay. shops. Um, from now on, as long as you're in Muncie, you're not allowed <laughs> to uh, go to Walmart for your dice. Well, I typically, I, I only bought that one collection yeah. once. Understandable. We've all made that mistake. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, 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 too, have made that mistake. I am not innocent. But, yeah, no. you know... In pretty much every case, I always recommend shop at your LGS, whether it's for your books, whether it's for your dice, your cards, whatever it is you need, LGS. You know, LGS, LGS, LGS. You know, in, in Muncie, there's a few good ones. Um, Atomic Comics. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, that's a good one. Uh, the Keep um, or whatever it's called. Yeah, there's like Wizards, Wizards Keep, Keep, I think. I've never uh, been there. Wizards Keep's that's not my favorite. That's the only one in Muncie I have been to. No. So. Um, I've interviewed the owner and he's nice. I will keep my mouth shut. Um, <laughs> there's uh, there's one in the village, Fiction, uh, Fiction Boulevard, Boulevard. That's what it's called. I've also well, interviewed. Uh, yeah, I did not that. even know yeah. that. They, well, they didn't the used to be in the village, but now they're in the village. Uh, it's run by a really nice guy uh, who pretty much does it all by himself, and his prices on everything are fantastic. Uh, Atomic Comics and Games also has fantastic prices on everything that I've purchased there. Um, so if you're looking, if you're in Muncie and you're looking local. Um, those are my two go-tos. Um, I typically go to Fiction Boulevard more often just because it's closer. Um, but and, and they have like a, a wider selection of Magic singles, which is usually what I'm going in for. Mm, yeah. Um, which you know, not no knock on Atomic Comic and Comics and Games. He's, I, he's fantastic for like any board games. Like mm-hmm. they've got board games down. Oh you know? yeah, no, I've bought um, so many board games from them. Yeah, that's 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 like their more specialty, I think. Right. Whereas like. Fiction Boulevard focuses more on that D and D, Magic the Gathering, those games, um, and both are owned by great guys. I've interviewed both of them for stories. I've literally um, just talked with one of them. Yeah, and uh, if you go to Fiction Boulevard, you can actually strike. You can totally strike up a conversation with the owner about right. whatever. Um, he keeps his prices low, like low, low, and it's awesome because yeah. he's, uh, you know, he's from the perspective of someone like me that like you know grew up in card shops and LGSs mm-hmm. and he wanted to make an LGS that felt like that. Right. Um, which is really admirable and like that's his whole goal and he's done it and well enough that he always has people in the in the shop. Heck yeah. So um, big shout out to uh, those guys because I always recommend shopping LGSs because Walmarts and Amazons they're going to keep undercutting these guys until they just can't compete anymore and drive them all out of business. Um Obviously, if you don't live anywhere near an LGS, then that's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're probably going to have to get some of your stuff from Walmarts or Amazon. Um, there are some things that you can do to still shop at LGSs online. Right. Um, some of them have their own websites, which is cool. Um, and some of them have, like, there are, like, bigger websites. Like, uh, I know Card Kingdom, if you're specifically looking for MTG, and I think they have some D&D stuff where they source all of their stuff from LGSs. Um, and you actually have a catalog to pick from. So I definitely recommend that. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm really I'm really in support of like local business. Oh yeah, no, 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 it's yeah. perfectly fine. Um, I just think it's relevant to this because it's like, you know, if you're looking for these books mm-hmm. even, um, especially because, you know, um, I know Fiction Boulevard is owned, is POC owned and right. operated. Right, right. Um, so it kind of fit with the theme of this book. I think it'd be really awesome if, you know, the Muncie gaming community kind of showed that support um, to the store with this book because I think this book's going to mean a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and this is probably 
the only actual D&D book that I'm going to purchase in its physical copy. Honestly, I was just thinking the same thing. I've never bought a physical copy of a D&D book before, really? but I really want this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I, I do plan to buy this one uh, because I think, like, I'm not a big, uh, you know, module guy, yeah. but, like, this is one that I am 100% down to get because, like, the only books that I've bought in, like, actual physical copies are the main core books just because I like to have a tabbed version so I don't have to sit there scroll. Rules. Or, yeah, I can all just that stuff. have yeah, flip absolutely. straight to it. Monster Manual. Yeah. yeah. All that that's, stuff. And, that, and that's expected for a DM to have. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, you know, obviously I have it, I don't have it in physical copy, but I have it in digital form. Right. Um, but I do agree, especially because I feel like, and a lot of times they say this in books, uh, for D&D that they're made to be played in existing campaigns or new ones mm-hmm. that are like or these can't or you know the ones that are in the book um, a lot of times they say that this one is the first one where I feel like they mean it right you know yeah writing in warring families is not difficult no it's it's really as not. soon as your players get into a city or if you start the campaign in a city this is so easy to just throw in there you know, mm-hmm. um, so that's what I love about the concept of this book. Again, can't speak for it at the moment, right? Because it's not out. But come this June, is yeah. it coming out? It's like June. June twenty first is its set release date, which that mm-hmm. has changed in the past, and it can change still. Yeah, dates change all the time. But <laughs> come that day, if it's out, I will be purchasing it because I want to show wizards that this is the content I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm not looking for a repeat of whatever books that we've gotten in the past with just different names. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking for these original stories that have this like original art and original design from places around the world that I am not from that I maybe have not experienced that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that this piques some people's interest in different cultures that they like want to travel the world more and learn right, more. Right, right. Uh, and be, be better nerds. Uh, <laughs> be better nerds. Because like, if you don't think there are people in Thailand playing D&D, you're actually just dumb. You're, you're just like, dumb if you The population you that... might not be as big, but like they're I mean, there. Yeah. You know? There are nerds all over the world, and it's becoming more and more socially acceptable to be one. So get in... I guess get in before it's totally cool. I don't know. <laughs> that can, so I've been hipster. in. I'm saying like you know like if you really want to be a hipster about it, but just do it because it's fun. Yeah. Um, do it because it's fun. Do it because you like supporting this type of stuff, which I think is you know I think mm-hmm. if you put your support in this type of stuff, no one can knock on that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like even like some of the concept art, it's like you see like a very obvious like Asian auntie like chasing a kobold who's has like green onions in their hand while like the auntie's like in in front of like a walk mm-hmm. um and auntie's got some pointed ears so she's clearly not human but yeah you know and there's just like and the kobold like it, they're very clearly Asian ingredients mm-hmm. or Asian inspired ingredients um which like so even in like the, the little things in the concept art. yeah I, I just love how like the art style has a very cutesy but also very culturally profound look to it and it it just really works a lot and i it's probably one of my favorite art styles that i've seen on any like i like any of the books like yeah i i like seeing the massive beholder i like seeing you know the massive lich on i like seeing all these things but like also it's sick it's it's (laughs) sick like I, i that's the kind of stuff that i like but i also really like this very 
homey, uh, culturally uh, significant art mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and like even like the alt art uh, cover, yeah, is like Gorgeous. very very prismatic mm-hmm. uh, and very reminiscent of like a lot of like tapestries and like glass work that I've right. seen come right. out of East Asia. Yeah. Um, and I think that's awesome. Specifically with that cover, like the alt cover, there's a lot of like animal symbols, which I know mm-hmm. are super common. Like in, the elephant, like, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like that's yeah, because their elephants are like a huge deal in Thailand. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I think that that's really cool that they're like making that effort for it to like you know to not miss, even on like things like the alt art cover. Yeah. Um. It 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 definitely gives off the impression that they truly do care. And I hope for, I, I truly do deeply hope that they actually do care. And it's not mm-hmm. just for marketing reasons. That's, that's always yeah. the hope, right? Cause like I said before, like no one really cares about representation for representation's sake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're treating it like it is just legitimate and the representation comes through there, it feels way cooler and way more genuine. Right. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Where it's like we're gonna let POC people tell their tell these stories that are inspired by how they grew up or you know where they're from mm-hmm. or their families whatever you know that feels so much more genuine than like hey we just like decided to do this because we can mm-hmm. yeah. you know instead of you know th- you know mm-hmm. this I feel like is gonna be a product of actual care yeah yeah and yeah. that's what I'm excited for. If, if all of the adventures and stories are as personal and as, like, inspired by, like, actual experience as mm-hmm. it seems like this first one that we've talked about is, mm-hmm. then it's going to be very clear that it's legacy. something that's a product of passion and that it's important to the creators, which mm-hmm. I feel like when that comes through, it also makes it a more enjoyable playing experience for people because of the care and the detail that goes into the creation of it. Right. For sure. Something that I thought was really cool with the with the first story, um, one of the quotes from the creator says, one of my biggest goals when I was writing this was not only for it to be accessible to new players, but also with streamers and content creators in mind. Mm. So that just seems really cool that she took that into account, that people right. are probably going to be doing these stories like not just like at home playing like, but like, like they're gonna would, yeah. yeah yeah exactly like, i mean they, you look at how many like be, big be, yeah. groups there are that do to be fair this person is the like the, the person in charge of <laughs> yeah. critical, oh, critical yeah. role right so right it would be kind of dumb for her not to make it marketable to Crit- streamers yeah. and critical role in particular <laughs> yeah. she's probably like low-key when she said that quote she like probably like just like jab matt mercer in the stomach <laughs> with her elbow just like come on come on get in it's there. gonna be great for streamers <laughs> no you um, wanna you know and i think that's so sick because it's i think it's better for the community as a whole because even people that if i had no friends uh which you know i, I have friends I promise. Uh, <laughs> no, um, shut up, Aaron. You don't know me. You made fun of me last episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, you know what I mean? Like if I had no friends, but I was still into D&D, um, I could still get something out of it, out of this this book series because, right. or this book itself, because, you know, I'm going to see Matt Mercer's take on it. 
Uh, or I'm going to see Brendan's take on it. Or I'm going to see Aaron's take on it. Who knows? Because um, this is something that could absolutely be worked into every podcast. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. Uh, yeah. Like if Aaron really wanted to next year he could throw in a salted legacy that would be actually amazing that would be dope it would not and, be hard and now see what the thing what would i what i would find extra cool uh-huh. uh, especially for this podcast is if i wasn't the one damning it if i passed it off to somebody else Ooh. oh like do it like as like a one shot or yeah just like a one shot you know interesting quick little thing like i mean because if, if they're supposed to be like 13 different stories like i doubt all 13 like are gonna take you from level one to fourteen because that seems like a fast run. Yeah, if I'm being completely honest. At least honest. for this, they refer to this uh, salted legacy. They refer to it as a first level adventure. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I I think this is for new players. Yeah, and for you know content creators, I think it's for everyone. But it's yeah. made to be accessible to new players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for sure. And I which think- is sick. And I think that's kind of why I'd love to like pass the torch. Not like I feel like I not would do, fully not not fully <laughs> just yet because like when I do it because like I'd want to try you know testing the waters with a bunch mm-hmm. of different people like even by next year. Okay. Uh, That'd be interesting. I mean, yeah. Just because you know then they'd only have one year after you because you're eighteen. <laughs> yeah. He's a baby. Aww. Yeah, but I mean, you know. <laughs> but the thing, but the thing is, though, it would be at least good because what we no, could. I I agree. You know, yeah. it's a, it's it's your show, and it's still gonna be your show. Yeah, and you're gonna and, be even more in charge next year. Yeah, I just hopefully got players. You know, it's, I'm still hunting. I'm still hunting. Yeah. I just want to like throw in real quick. Like, I don't. I mean, obviously the book's not out yet. We don't have all of the information. But from what I can tell, it seems like this would also be, like, a really easy gateway into someone's, like, first time DMing something, too. Oh, um, for sure. Like, Absolutely. I, I have never led a campaign or a session, but it seems like at least this first adventure is, like, I don't want to say straightforward, but, like, I can't think of a better <laughs> Graspable. word. Graspable? Yeah. Like, it seems... Like it wouldn't be hard to figure out how to lead this as you know a campaign. What I can there's there's a lot of like <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of room to like customize it and make it more personal right. to like your own campaign or your own world, but it seems like something that like for me as someone who has never been a DM, like I would be really interested in trying to lead a group in this. Like right. I think it would be really cool. But yeah. Yeah. All right. For surezies. So, with that, we'll quickly get some really quick final thoughts in uh, before we go ahead and get started. I want Emily to go ahead and go first. I just think that it's, I think it's going to be a really fun book. And I think that, especially with the, um, with the quote that I mentioned earlier, I think that this book is really taking into account our generation and what is important to our generation of players. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's going to succeed. Yeah, I mean, echo that as much as I can. Louder for the ones in the back. Uh, (laughs) This is, yeah, I think this is, I think you're absolutely right. That's a commentary on, like, what our generation finds important, which is, you know, that inclusion, that diversity. Yeah, yeah. Hot take. Uh, (laughs) People from other backgrounds matter. Uh, (laughs) I know, crazy. Um, But it's... It's definitely one of those things where 
I'm insanely excited uh, to the point where I think this will be the first like physical copy of any D&D book that I pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just basically I'm in the same boat. Like, I'm very excited about all of the representation that this is showing and the diversity of the stories that it's telling. And I, I've i never bought a book, but I really want to buy this book. <laughs> yeah. it, it seems so interesting. It seems so, like, personal and so much like a passion project. But I, I, I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited to see when it comes out and see more about it. Yeah. I mean, it feels like the, the, the wolves from like the stork movie or whatever. It's like, I am in love. Are you in love? I am in love too. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I, agree, I, agree. I, agree. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I've never seen that movie, but I know I've seen the TikTok, the TikTok audio. Yeah. yeah. Never seen it. I agree. Uh, I agree. I agree. I agree. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think everything that I could say was said. And so, really, all I can do we're is just... We're very hype. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we, we're all really hype. I mean, because this is something that is so personal, uh, so culturally inspired, and it matters so much more than people are willing to give a lot of this stuff credit for. Uh, and this really should just absolutely blow up. And if it doesn't, I'm going to be so upset. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be, well, it better be amazing. It, yeah, I'm hoping it's going to be amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, especially with names like Salted Legacy. I mean, come on. That's so cool. That's it's <laughs> such a fun title. Such a fun title. Especially with, like, the concept art for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. They be cooking. But, yeah. They be cooking. <laughs> so, with our final thoughts out of the way, let's go ahead and get into campaign. So, roll your d6s. I'm sorry. Oh, is this for the recap yeah. again? Oh. I got a three, which I'm not confident. I also got a three. I got Aha. a two. <laughs> Wait, does that mean that one of us has to do it? Just, yep. just re-roll. <laughs> oh, you're ha, kidding. Fives. We both got fives. Yes. Dang it. Okay. <laughs> um, That's what okay. you get for rolling good. So our last session um, started out very chill, not super eventful. You know, we're trekking through the, the landscape. We're dragging Vinny along to, to Galardoth to turn this dude in for murder. Um, and then, you know, we were just happily going about our business. And then we started hearing giant birds headed our way. So we tried to hide. Didn't work. The birds were very perceptive. And uh, I almost died. Um, Hagar got down there. He had a rough time. Um... But we somehow survived. Hagar came through with the the sleep spell that saved all of us. And then, um, (laughs) you know, we somehow somehow made it through that. Um, And we're we're just, we're we're still trekking. We're still trekking. (laughs) Still trekking. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I've got for our recap. Hagar's got his... Puppet I've got, beak a, I've now. got a, a beak that's oh, now my yeah. puppet. Oh, goodness. Like, he, he's literally pulled it's a new character. <laughs> from Critical Role 
What? Wait, which which Critical Role thing? Season uh, campaign three, Laudna. Oh, I haven't she... seen like anything in. What? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Tragic. I don't know what you're talking about yeah. either. But... She, but I... it's really not a spoiler as far as I know. Basically, yeah. she just has this like stuffed rat that she has like a crow's skull on top of, and oh. she like puppets it. And she's like, oh, "Hello, oh, my gosh. name's Pate Dirolo. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just like this funny little thing. Oh, I just made mine like a very stereotypical parrot. Oh yeah, but and it's what? amazing. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> killed all your friends. <laughs> Kill all your friends. <laughs> and then also Hagar uh, took the feathers. Took so many feathers. Took a lot of feathers. I took oh. mad feathers, dog. Mad feathers. We ate the birds, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. we, we also oh, yeah. ate the birdies. Yeah. yeah. It tastes like chimkin. Uh, we got some good chimkin numgits. Chimkin. <laughs> Vinny didn't kill us. Yeah, yeah. no. Vinny, Vinny could have straight up just killed Hagar. We let him have a dagger and he didn't stab any of us with it. I Man, it's dagger. almost like... I did. I took the dagger back. Because can't trust a hoe, uh, you know. <laughs> Man, I th- what is it with my parties and just, like, not trusting any... Am you're I a just... DM. Welcome to D&D. To be fair, I'm trying. The character that you're on us about not trusting is very much guilty of murder. And so I realize who I am saying that. But no, this is Tori speaking. This isn't Kelsey. Tori speaking is saying, you gave us a character who is guilty of murder and are mad we aren't trusting him, so... Because you don't know the full story. <laughs> we don't know the full We're story. We're trying our best. How can we know the full story? We know that, like, the, the, oh, the, the dude was maybe going to kill Vinny himself. We have no proof of what Vinny says. And then Vinny was like, I killed him first before he could get to me. And it's like, okay, but you still murdered somebody. Presumably in cold blood. Presumably. Yeah. You, you guys will find out soon enough. And I'm sure we will. Uh, and then we'll be... make judgments based on what we find out. He's going to hate me. It's okay. <laughs> prepared to hate you. Uh, I mean, I'm just the dungeon master. You prepared almost killed parent. me in our first combat. I'm already close. I mean, he did, he <laughs> That's did my job. He, he did down you. Yeah. He did down no, you my job, in our first combat. My job as the DM isn't to kill you. It's just to make you fear for your character's lives. Listen. Well, I certainly feared for Hagar's life. I was very afraid. Yeah. I was so ready to make a new character. <laughs> I do wonder, like... No, I think if both Hagar and um, Calcine both went down, I think Gwendolyn could have handled it because they would have probably swarmed her and then she could have just thunderwaved it. Gwendolyn's actually just uh, goaded with the sauce. No, I was, uh, <laughs> what's what's the Galadriel? She's actually just Galadriel, just like oh it's, it's become super powerful. Why would you say that? <laughs> I about said Arwen, but I was just like, no, no, no Arwen. Arwen doesn't really do anything. I mean, she. I mean, she does. But, I mean, uh, in the movie, she technically summons the water spirits, but like in the books, it was actually just like a self-defense thing that the elves put on the river. Anyway, anyway, nerd anyway, alert. anyway. So, so that's what that's what we did. Yeah, yes. and so as I said, we went to bed with bellies full of chimkin. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, so we're starting with watch. Oh yes. Ah, uh, I think and, we're just keeping our old watch order, which is yeah. Calcine, Hagar, Gwendolyn. But the thing is, while well, we've done this back to back. The audience yeah. may not. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's, oh, that's why I, okay. I, I repeated it. Gosh. <laughs> God, Dad. Gosh. So am I? Am I rolling perception for watch, or am yes. I premeditative? Yep. Also, I love how you guys are putting the one who got wounded like terribly so first. I almost died, <laughs> but to, to be full. fair, Listen, yeah, Gwendolyn yeah, cured yeah. my wounds. Okay, and so, but like still, healed. she's fully healed. She yeah. had, and she took a nap. And I took a nap. Yeah. Whatever you want to, like, you can call it unconscious, but 
Anyways, that's my she, she took the life nap. <laughs> the life nap. Ah, uh, you speak oh the true, true. My perception roll was a 15. Okay. So, for the most part, you really don't see anything. You don't hear anything besides, you know, just the rustle of, uh, yeah, just the Trees. wind and... Uh, Excellent know, VO word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We call that Foley. Ooh. But, uh, yeah, so you hear a few, like, maybe rabbits and, you know, other critters just crawling around on the ground, hopping. You know, in the distance, you hear kind of just, like, the beating hoofs of what you assume is probably an elk or some sort of uh, hooved uh, creature. It's a centaur, and he's coming for us. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chiron, not me. <laughs> I studied, I promise. Oh, my gosh. All right, go right ahead, Sam. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, that's not as bad as it could be. That's like twelve. Okay. Uh, it's technically above average. I mean, y- you took a couple beatings. Uh, uh yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, you got you got some, you got a little bit of rest. Like a lot. Yeah. Why? <laughs> uh, but for the most part, you don't really see anything. It's kind of just dark. Uh, there's trees. There's grass. The parrot puppet is looking around. <laughs> it has no eyes, so it cannot see. <laughs> just just a t- periscope. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, if I don't see anything, which can either be a good or a bad thing, uh, I'm going to go wake up Gwendolyn and be like, didn't see anything. <laughs> I would just like to say, I think you should add the parrot puppet to your inventory. Oh, yes, please. So we don't please forget do. about him. Please yeah. do. <laughs> we'll, we'll get him a name someday. Eventually. He's going in equipment because I equipped him. Yes. Yes. All right. So, Gwendolyn, you get awoken by the sound of this deep squawking noise. <laughs> Ghost is clear. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's gonna Your like, turn. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to do the thing where she, like, sits upright and almost, like, headbutts Hagar with how quick she just gets up. Hagar's going to mashfully dodge it. <laughs> I'm too slick. (laughs) Are you trying to Rocky me? (laughs) I'm Apollo Creed. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. That's a 21. 21? All right. 21. So much like the others. I hate myself. You see trees. You see the moons begin to lower into the sky. The sun beginning to shine its light through the cracks in the leaves and the branches you don't really hear much just maybe the quiet sounds of animals that were once asleep finally waking for their morning and daily routines beyond that the day was uneventful besides the obvious attack of birds <laughs> uh killed your friends <laughs> and so beside beyond that not much else happens, and you guys quickly find yourselves going to sleep after that attack. I would hope so. Uh, yeah. I was at two. <laughs> yeah. so, I yeah. was like a strong gust of wind away from death. <laughs> so yeah, uh, for anyone who didn't, you know, replenish themselves, uh, you were back at full health. Yep. All spell slots. All long that rest. good, good. Yep. You got you got yourself Yay. a nice long rest. And Thank you, DM. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Thanks, God. <laughs> Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. <laughs> Thank you for healing me during every long rest. Okay. <laughs> and so the sun finally is rising into the sky. It's probably about 
nine o'clock ish at this point. When we're all like getting up. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, fair. Y- you guys slept in a bit longer than you want to. Even Gwendolyn had went yeah, back to uh, sleep for a bit. <laughs> uh, and so the sun finally strikes you through the leaves and the brush. Uh, especially you, Hagar. It just like strikes you right in the eyes. You know. <sighs> That's a jerk move. Uh, you know, it's okay. At least it's not. I'm gonna fight the sun one day. <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh, Just no. you wait till I hit 10th level. Uh, I'm uh. disintegrating the sun. Okay, Icarus, <laughs> chill. <laughs> I cast fly. <laughs> I have to multi-class to get that. <laughs> all right. So the morning has come and you all have awoken. Uh, even Vinny's up. I mean, he's looking, to be honest, He's kind of looking better than all you guys at the moment. Uh, I mean, understandable. He didn't, he didn't get take attacked any by damage. a bird. <laughs> he did. He did. He, he did? Took, he took like... He took like three took damage, three. I think. Oh, yeah, yes, he, yeah, yes, he took yes. three damage. The rest of us were know. like on death's door, and this dude had like a scratch on his cheek. Well, and was like, what are you guys... take any damage? She took over yeah. half. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah, about the all, one All of you guys. Well, because we all got hit once, barring... one Barring Calcine, who got hit twice. Who got hit twice, and that was enough to That was more than enough. Eight birds. Oh. Eight dribs. Eight dribs. All right. So, what do y'all have been do? even one more bird, another one of us probably would have died. Probably, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe like that. So, eight was the magic number. Three is That's a magic, magic number. number. <laughs> yes, it is. No. <laughs> okay. I apologize. So, <laughs> as I keep saying, the morning has come. You all have awoken. Uh, what are y'all doing? I'm gonna heat up some chim kim numgit for breakfast. Oh boy. Okay. Chim kim numgit. Is chim kim numgit? <laughs> is Vinny still? Did we retie him to a tree, or is he just? Oh uh, yeah, I did. I took his dagger and I tied him back up. Okay. I mean, I was like, he he accepted it because like I yeah. think it's understandable. He he's just chilling. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like I mean, does he does he want to be in this position? No. no. But he he. Um, I'm gonna like go over to him, and I assume if I have like any kind of like oh 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 okay I know what I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm going to take some of that, that rabbit pelt that I have mm-hmm. from the previous episode, uh, and I'm going to cut, like, little pieces, and I'm going to put it, like, under the rope so that the rope doesn't, like, give him any rope burn. Aww. Um, That's very good. And just, like, tuck it underneath That's his sweet. ropes so that yeah. it's, like, soft and not, like, scratchy. Oh, you're, you're, Hugar's actually coming to. Hugar's a nice guy. He just didn't like the idea. <laughs> Bro, of his you berated this dying. man! Because <laughs> he was trying to call out the dude that was coming after him. Bro. It was for no other reason than Bro. to start a fight with the demons. Hey, demons, <laughs> hey, demons it's me. It's your me, boy. your boy. It was literally that. Yeah. Sucks to be the guy that murdered somebody and is now <laughs> facing the repercussions of your actions, but, like, that's how Vinny is. Like, Hagar is a nice guy. Yeah. He just doesn't like the idea of someone bringing their drama into his town and getting his people almost killed. Just like, ah, gosh darn it. What do you What do you mean you lost another kid? <laughs> I feel I feel like Hagar like indirectly is kind of like the father of the town. <laughs> like yeah, he's like, like the stupid older brother. Yeah, like he means very well and he will defend his people to the death, but he's dumb. <laughs> he's dumb. <laughs> he's dumb. Yeah, I mean, why you've got your uh, I get, I mean he, pretty I'm pretty sure he said you guys were partners, so I mean you've also got the yeah kind of now the, he's a deputy. So not like directly. I mean, just he's, he's a deputy. Just say it. No, I'm not gonna. No. Likely story. Because then, if they shoot the sheriff, they won't <laughs> shoot the deputy. 
because oh, the deputy is going to be out of town. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Can't shoot me if I'm not there. Can't shoot me if I'm not there. Uh, question: How yep. are, are how are Vinny's hands tied? They're probably they're uh, like the at the wrist again? so that he can like kind of claw. Thing? Yep. Crab okay, claw. I want to bring him a chim kim stick. <laughs> chim chim Bring him stick. some food, hand him the stick so he can have some breakfast. He he breakfast. he takes it with a breakfast. smile and just chimkin for breakfast. He he doesn't immediately like devour it. He takes his time with it because uh, it's actually a really decent flavor. Granted, you guys, I can almost guarantee you probably overcooked it or undercooked it. Well, it's probably a little overcooked because it's been heated up again. Yeah, uh, yeah. and there's, there's likely no not much seasoning, if any. Yeah, I mean, no. you got the stick. That, that That's some seasoning. I mean, well, that's, that's definitely <laughs> minerals. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Possibly vitamins, but definitely mm-hmm. minerals. <laughs> hey, I mean, minerals help you look, learn. Look, you know, my, every meal for Hagar is pure protein. So. It's either the dry chicken or dry rations. So yeah, he's I, gonna. He, I mean, I he goes this is a dry win. Chicken. Yeah, yeah, he he pleasantly takes the dry chicken. Dry chicken. Eating my friends. <laughs> All right. So after a little while of eating and gathering your stuff, Agar feeds the puppet. <laughs> you will finally begin to head out, hoping to push past the incident of right. the night. Yeah. And so you continue on and on and. More and more trees just seem to appear. Uh, it's, at this point, getting quite annoying, uh, especially since you can tell from the clouds that are moving in, uh, it's probably going to rain soon. So you're just... Nuggets. You don't... Like, it helps to be under a tree. I just pick up Vinny and just use like, him as an umbrella. <laughs> just, like, spin around. Just, like, fan off the, the centrifugal rain. force. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would suck. That's awful. I would never... I don't know. Definitely not. I'm definitely thinking about it. <laughs> but yeah, so. I think you, if the doctor had actually died, I would absolutely do this. Oh, no. absolutely. Yeah. I, don't. I mean. Also, Gwendolyn gets uh, custody of him during the day, so it's not my choice. That's true. <laughs> Gwendolyn tries to pick him up. And just, falls. <laughs> just falls like, over. Oh my God, no. Turns out she's actually just like this really muscular she's woman. She's ripped, dude. She's, she's like, a barge shredded. <laughs> she's just like, I'm not actually a bard i'm, I'm a actually barbarian. a fighter <laughs> Whoa. that would be really crazy Gwen. especially because it used vicious mockery like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just like what in the world yeah however gwendolyn is very much the personification of that john mulaney quote that's like you could pour soup in my lap and i would apologize to you <laughs> so <laughs> oh yeah so i guess we're just trudging and i guess we wait until like i because we're kind of hugging a tree line aren't we because we're heading towards a river uh, yeah, so you guys are heading towards the river, right? Uh, which is still a decent ways away, right? Uh, but you guys are able, like, you guys are hugging a tree line, kind of interweaving with it, because it's really weird how these trees formed, right? You know, it's natural, you know, yeah, it's they, they just grow where they grow, and, yeah, the, the, you know, and so you kind of traipse in and out of it, uh, going uh, beneath the brush and kind of having to cut through it sometimes, um, but. I mean, for the most part, that's that's how it is, and it's pretty sick, dude. Yeah, and you know, a couple hours, and the clouds are starting to turn this really dark gray, uh, and it is about, I'd say, a little past noon. So you're talking, we're looking about two, three o'clock, um, and so you can automatically tell, like, we should probably get under some cover, or you could continue on. It's up to you, because it's from what you can tell, it's not an immediate guarantee that there's rain. 
Uh, but it's definitely looking like it. I'd say we should probably get undercover so that we know that we have cover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like, I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Right. Uh, so that's that's my take. Uh, but Hagar is going to listen to whatever the smart people say. Okay. Because Hagar is not bothered by the rain. <laughs> <laughs> the cold never bothered him anyways. Yeah, I don't mind finding some cover. Just so, like, if it rains through the night, we're not, like, scrambling. I think that seems like the consensus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you guys find a nice canopy of dense, thick trees, mm-hmm. uh, and you kind of rest underneath it, occasionally taking and pulling some of the foliage from other trees that had fallen down, mm-hmm. kind of cobbling it together to form a a hut of a kind. I'm going to start a fire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which... Should keep the rain out. You aren't sure. You haven't tested it. You're not even sure if you can do this properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hagar's going to do what he does best and make a fire. Exactly. That way everyone's warm. Yeah. So Hagar, he goes out. He collects his wood. Comes yeah, back. Does. Puts together so his fire. Oh, yeah. And Hagar's getting great at this. Knows knows the exact type of wood at this point. He's, He's a, a master crafter. boy scout. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. A master boy scout. But So the fire is cobbled together, and you all are kind of sitting there. Vinny, he's just he's watching. Just yeah, he's just sitting there. Like, there's nothing to talk about at this point. Like, I mean, he helped you guys. I mean, he kind of also helped himself. Yeah. Because it's not like it's not like if we all died, they were just gonna leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He helped the entire party. Sure. Uh, as a collective, mm-hmm. um, didn't kill you. Didn't even look to threaten you. He didn't even try. He very yeah. easily could have just stabbed Hagar and killed him because he was at, like, two. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, also Hagar's a big man, so, you know. That is true. The I fear. mean, there's there's a chance that his dagger wouldn't have killed because he could have rolled a one on the D4, and then Hagar would have skinned him alive. Oh. <laughs> just be like, okay. oh, wrong move, buddy. Yeah, you just, you just backstabbed me after you I gave you a dagger up. to defend yourself? Just like, buddy, you look in, like, a whole well, lot like of you, meat If you right thought now. I was mean before. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, you guys cobble together your shelter. Mm-hmm. You've got your fire together. You all are sitting down. The rain begins to slowly trickle down. Uh, you can hear it a bit heavier from outside the canopy of trees. But in here, it's more just softer. Uh, almost like the beginning of rain where it's just very faintly sprinkling. Uh, but, you know, it's a lot larger of drops due to the rain collecting on each of the leaves, yeah. sliding down mm-hmm. and coming down with gravity. Uh, and so what do you all do? And now that you're all sitting here beneath this makeshift hut, which is, you're, thank God, keeping you safe and warm. <laughs> and dry. And dry. Uh, Gwen's going to take a seat next to Vinny, and she's going to be like, uh, thank you for helping us yesterday. I'm just going to reiterate, uh, thanks for not stabbing me right in the back. <laughs> I would never stab you in the back. I, While I don't appreciate you taking me back to that kingdom, I, I wouldn't do that to you all. You guys have been hospitable for the time that you <laughs> knew me before. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I wouldn't stab you in the back. I'd stab you in the front, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Only true friends. <laughs> Turns out my hand's actually a blade. No, just... Oh, my gosh. Every He's a warforged? Oh, my God. <gasps> what a twist. What a twist. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
I appreciate not getting stabbed. Uh, <laughs> if, as anyone does. <laughs> I understand that feeling. I sometimes felt like you were going to destroy me. Uh, that's well, the right word. You know, if the uh, if the doctor hadn't made it, I couldn't promise your safety. That's understandable. When the healer's down, <laughs> people go a little crazy. <laughs> so, Vinny, do you have any favorite songs? <laughs> uh, well, I need a minute to think about it's, it it's for the a second. One comes. <laughs> I've got a couple of instruments, so like, if you can think of something, I could play it. Oh, of course. Hold up, give me one second. <laughs> Because uh, <laughs> he, he does have a list of like fifty of songs. songs. Oh yeah, and I, that's wow. a, that's only uh, list number one. Oh, I'm oh, working on goodness. another list of fifty-four. Oh, goodness, I hate it here. The dedication, <laughs> unreal. Um, let's see here. Anyways, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> here's Wall of Wonder. I made that joke in our last session. I can't do that again. <laughs> uh, I'll do it. I'll steal it from you and not give credit. I'm going to Amy Schumer your joke. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> my, one of my preferred songs is one called Prelude of Sorrow. That's not Darude Sandstorm. No, that sounds not. so edgy. Is there like a real world equivalent of this song, Aaron? Nope. Okay. Do you think that, that was that's one that Gwen would like conceivably no um you could roll history what about hagar he is barred you could surely roll history too that's a six <laughs> yeah oh. i uh we do not know his favorite song <laughs> yeah so because that's intelligence based so i got a five <laughs> yeah neither one of you guys seem to know what this song is and it sounds edgy he kind of just a after taking a moment to kind of just watch you guys he just knows that look, and he's just like, it's all right. It's um, it's an older song. What's it about? It's about a family who received word that a war was brewing, and volunteers were needed. The family was a mother, a father, and a son. The call for volunteers came out, and the father and son left to go fight. It detailed the sorrow that the mother had faced as her family had left and never returned, even after the call of the end of the war. It's somber and definitely not for the faint of heart, but it reminds me of my own family and... Don't make me feel bad for Vinny. No, no I, I just had a horrible idea and I don't want to do it. Oh, I thought you were about to make some edgy, no. be like, oh, it's so edgy. No, <laughs> I was going to have Hoggard, like, strum out on his ukulele, like, feelings, family, <laughs> sorrow. Oh, no. I'm so sad. My son's dead. Oh, oh no. <laughs> but he probably just wouldn't because he wouldn't even try because he's still, like, timid about playing in front of people. Right. This is true. Had he not been, though, probably would have done that. <laughs> right. right. <sighs> Yeah, uh, that's pretty sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a beautiful song, though. Quite all right. It's it's something I dwell upon, but not unhappily. It's my memories are quite fortunate, I'd say. 
How old was your son? Uh, he was seven when he passed. Oh! That's like the age where like they're a person. <laughs> I was hoping he would have lasted a bit longer, but when the illness spread through the kingdom, it... Bro! <laughs> Out of, out of character, thinking about how he's an elf and his son died when he was seven years old. That's so young. Oh. <laughs> I was just kind of going to look back and be like, yeah, they do that. <laughs> oh my like, Huggar has no idea what to say because, like, Huggar's not really experienced a lot of death uh, being from a small town where it's like, yeah, sure, every now and then there's, like, a funeral, but, like... Very little violent crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, um, no, no plagues to speak of. <laughs> you all should consider yourself lucky that you didn't have to face what we faced up in the north. It was quite violent what came through and swept families apart. And just, I'm sorry. Yeah, see, like, you're Bro. ready to cry, but would Calcine be ready to cry? Absolutely I don't not, think no. so. <laughs> Gwen is on the verge of tears. She is she's extremely empathetic, so she is like... Go give him a hug. She doesn't think he, he'd appreciate that very much. I mean, you can okay. ask. Uh, but she will, fine. like... Fine, Hugar is going to live up to his name, but, like, do you need a hug? Normally I don't accept them, but... And he's like, just like, just puts out his little hands, hand. his little crab hands, just like, come here, give me your buddy. Hagar's just going to like scoop him up in a big old bear hug and just squeeze him. His back might crack, uh, but it's it's a good hug. It's one of those good, good, like big dad hugs. Yep. Uh, that's quite enough. Thank you. He's going to set him down. Oof. My back's never felt this good. Oh, <laughs> Uh, and then the puppet's gonna come out of nowhere behind him, oh just like pat him gosh. on the back, be like, it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite disgusting. <laughs> Did you clean the skull? <laughs> the puppet's just gonna like look at him and then back at Hagar and then look at him and then back at Hagar and be like, and he looked at me. I looked at him. He looked at me. Oh, but to answer the question, it hasn't been, like, thoroughly washed. Yikes. It was, like, kind of cleared out as much as you can, like, clear out a beak with, like, fingies. Mm. Um, but to an- but no, it hasn't been, like, washed with soap and water. So what I'm hearing is this thing smells like it's rotting. Yeah, it smells like death. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> I am death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I am death incarnate. I am death. <laughs> You'll never take me alive, He-Man. I was trying to think of like a really good impression. I was trying to think of like a of like a Skeletor bird crossover name. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll think of it. It'll come to me. Oh, it'll be great. Oh my god, Skeletalon. No, that's really bad. Skeletalon. That's kind of funny. I like. If it was the talons, then it would be really good. But oh, it's yeah. the beak. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, your Skeletor impression, dude. You can't just <laughs> gloss over time, that. He that was... <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> You'll never take me alive, He-Man. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know what oh, you sound like? Gosh. Not quite Skeletor, but you sound like the Skeletor from Robot Chicken. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Anywho. Anyways. Uh, back to uh, comforting this poor soul. This man who's burying his soul about the death of his family. Um... <laughs> We're sitting here making jokes about Skeletor. <laughs> We're the worst people. Yeah, you're not wrong. Anywho. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what that thing is like do you know why he does that I wish I've known I this guy for like this. a week I I can't explain his behavior huh okay sometimes it does look like he's like talking to the puppet and the puppet talks back but it's <laughs> it's in complete silence so he's just mouthing words to the puppet and the puppet's mouthing words back oh my gosh <laughs> oh, it's insane <laughs> it's his imaginary friend oh no <laughs> intelligence i think this like was his imaginary flag like, was just like dropped on his head as a child <laughs> oh no i mean he did take an arrow to the face like last session so. hey it wasn't to the face it grazed the top of his head sure. because it, says, it hit the apple it says only child vibes he needs yes. to learn how to entertain himself yeah oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> only child in a small town yeah just mm-hmm. a small town Hagar. <laughs> living in a no-name town <laughs> Oh. That ta- he's like that town will be named after me. Oh, <laughs> Do you happen to know any other songs? What about you? What are, what's your favorite song? Yeah. Okay. She says as she, <laughs> she watches this happen. As she watches Hagar just like <laughs> silently speak to the puppet. It's actually quite like. You know, seeing Sam actually oh, doing yeah, it. Yeah, he's sitting here. For, for the at home, I have my hand like it's talking to me, and I'm silently talking back. I'm forgetting that people can't see this, so I, I need to. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Um. I don't. I have not created song like names or anything, but she's gonna. Um, she's gonna take. Um. She's gonna take one of her instruments and she's gonna play a song, probably. I don't know, probably that her dad taught her. Okay. Um, if you want, you can go ahead and take a swing and say 1 through 54. Or you can say a certain genre concerning her. Or you can roll a D100. She, she doesn't want it to be like an overly happy song after okay. the conversation we um, just had. So it's happy by Pharrell Williams. <laughs> the, the genres that I typically have are ballads, punk, slow, uh, quote-unquote metal, considering metal mm. doesn't actually exist really in this time. Granted, neither did Shred punk. Shred on a ukulele. Oh, yeah. Uh, then there's folk, and then there's kind of random slash unknown, which is more like shanties and just Did you just pronounce the L in folk? Yeah. Folk. Folk? Folk. Folk? Folk. Folk. Folk music. Stop shaming me! I don't understand what's happening. Folk. This is like miniature. Anywho. Anyway. Anyways. So yeah, I mean, you, you play take... us a song. If You're the liar woman. lady. I don't, know. If, um, I don't know if if her dad taught her any songs like that he listened to growing up as a kid or whatever. That's that's what she because she's feeling sentimental. Folk so that's dad. what she would do <laughs> right now. So, so definitely more of a ballad. Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah, one through nine. Just roll a d10. Do I have a D10? I don't have Roll a D10, a D10. Mi- minus D10. one. Uh, not out. Oh. One. One. <laughs> one. Okay. So, uh, 
So the song is called Whispers of the Woods. It is about a fair maiden and goddess whose name is Kiri and her connection to not only nature but mankind as well. Uh, it details her expedition through the woods and plains of Nasoria. She's oftentimes always there, hunting and blessing those who praise her and dedicate themselves to the hunt. I feel like this is very weirdly appropriate to be Gwendolyn's <laughs> favorite song. Can I roll to see if Hagar knows this song? Go for it. Uh, 12. Yeah. Ah, sick. Nice. Hagar is not going to, like, play the melody, but he'll, like, play... Uh, no, he'll, he'll just play, like, the, the chords very, very softly in the So back. you're the he's rhythm? He's going to join in. Yeah, he's the rhythm. Okay. But, like, yeah. the, a very soft rhythm. And I wouldn't say it's her favorite song, but it's a song that has, like, sentimental value to her. And yeah. after the story she just heard, she's, like, sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, and this is and this is actually one of the songs that I actually wrote like a little chorus for too. I'm not gonna sing it, but I'll I'll read you it out. Can't. Oh, you gotta can you send it, it to me? Aww, aww. Let me find a good one. Let's keep the people occupied. Uh, uh, yeah. Sing us a song. Mar- you're the piano, piano man. man. <laughs> Kill your whole family, man. <laughs> what? Mar- uh. Mar- Mar- Leave the town covered in blood. I feel like Hagar should not well, listen to the parrot puppet. You ate my friends. This is giving very Attack on Titan, and I'm not here for it. I'm not a chicken. I love how we're calling it anything but what it actually is. Like, it's chicken nuggets, it's a parrot puppet, but it is not a blood hawk. It's anything but. All right, I'm just, like I said, I'm just going to send it to your chat because I don't really care if you guys see the chorus for it. All right, we got to break out in uh, full, like, group performance. No, we don't. Performing <laughs> harmonies. No, we don't. Y'all get yourselves ready. <laughs> now, see, this is what I expect from you, Sam. Oh, my goodness. You and Lex. This correlates to what she was saying earlier about, like, her dad doing archery and stuff. Oh, I love That's that. That's so appropriate. <laughs> I love it. That's it's awesome. all coming together. That's so so does someone just want to, like, I think it'd be appropriate for Gwendolyn to read it out. Okay, I'm not going to sing it, but it says, Whispers in the woods responds to my praise, whispers by the fletch telling it to sing, whistling of the arrow for it strikes and pierces skin, and the whispers in the woods respond to my ways. Heck yeah, dude. Wow. It's so good. But yeah, so that's, that kind of gives you an idea for what, um, the song is about, uh, gives you an idea of how it sounds, uh, you know, however you mentally picture it in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it's it's more of a ballad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not exactly the saddest thing, uh, but it's, you know, not most. Uh, lore question, does uh, the song at any point like describe the goddess? Uh, yes, yes How is. is she described? So, what goddess is it? Let me go to my notes over here. I did not write it in that little area. Oh god, I gotta wait for my forty-one pages to load in. Oh my goodness. Oh, trust me, it's it's still growing. It's much worse. The fact that you put this much effort into the like world building and stuff. <laughs> this, this is only one document. I have like two. Like he five has others. too many. Insane. I know, but that's why it's crazy. Dude. Yeah. Like I could never <laughs> devote that much time. Ah, uh, yeah, I've probably spent way too much of my time doing this stuff, but uh, it's okay because at least now I can use this for any. Yeah, Every campaign you ever you know, write, you should write your own D and D book. You've got Honestly? enough. You've got Honestly. enough for it. 
One day. One day. If I make it, I'll be like, you know who should write a D&D book? Aaron Picklesheimer. I want to work in publishing. I'll get you an in. If you ever need an editor, let me know, because that's what I'm trying to get into. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to get into something. Yeah. <laughs> mostly trouble, probably. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> okay. okay. So, uh, her Kiri's nickname is oftentimes the Huntress. Right. Uh, she is described as a lithe humanoid with fair skin and midnight black hair. She adorns herself in a cloak reminiscent of a black crow. Strapped to her back is an is a neat and ornate longbow. Her quiver rests upon her hip, holding glimmering arrows with crow feather fletching. She also appears to be adorned with a hunting knife that is partially hidden due to her cloak. As an agile goddess, she is known for her quick speed and her hunting ability. Typically, she does not interfere with the calamities and conflicts of other gods. The only time she interferes is when her hunt is interrupted or threatened. She also interferes when her life or the order of gods is in danger. So it's a lot like Artemis. Artemis, yeah. <laughs> I did not even think about that. I'm going to be completely honest. I I think you were subliminally uh, influenced. But, like, I didn't even read her, like Percy Jackson at that time yet. Yeah, but I think... Some way, somehow, some way, just somehow, like, yeah. I've I mean, never it's also read possible, Percy yeah. Jackson, but you know what? I Artemis. played the mythology island on Pop Tropica, oh my so God. I'm I never still like that, so. Greek Anywho, yeah, so does the song ever, like, mention her, like, features, like, her being fair-skinned or having black hair? Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, then as that happens, uh, while Hagar's, like, playing... Uh, the tan that he received in the last episode is going to fade, <laughs> and his hair is going to get darker. Frick, that's really bad. Why are you guys always so bad with this? <laughs> okay, it's not terrible. I got 14. Yeah, what is this? Perception again? Yeah, what? Perception again? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Is that a one? <laughs> <laughs> so that's a five. I mean, you notice, you notice something. Which does she notice? Does she notice the hair getting darker or the skin getting paler? I wish I had a coin on me. Uh, uh, here, here, pick, just, just, I was going to say pick, odd, pick odds or evens and roll a die. I was just going to do 1d4 divided by 2. Yeah. Sure. He didn't pick before he rolled. <laughs> yeah. So, that'll be hair. Hair? Okay. Yep. Do you say anything? So she notices that my hair gets darker. Does Vinny notice anything? Because Vinny's there. Roll the special Vinny die. Oh, yeah. All right, odds or evens? Who wants to call it? Odds. Even. Do what he said. <laughs> All right. So he does notice. Uh, does he notice both or one? He just notices the skin. Oh. So he noticed one and I noticed the other. Does anyone say anything? He, um, he's just kind of looking at <laughs> and he's like, come on! So, Expose uh, him! Kelsey is going to politely wait for the song to wrap up and then... Hey, yo, why your hair change? She's, she's going to be like, Hagar, I've, I've noticed your appearance changes sometimes. You, know, you only no, noticed it this one time. No, I noticed your eyes. Oh, that's before. right. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> so like, I swear your hair just changed colors. I swear your eyes change colors sometimes. What? Am I what, on LSD? What is that? <laughs> what is that? Is uh, there a reason for that? I was kind of gonna like look at her, like kind of confused. Like I honestly don't know what you're talking about. 
my hair is the same color it's always been as far as I know. I mean, I can't see it because it's on top of my head. But, I mean, obviously I can't see my own eyes. I don't, I, I'm sorry, I actually don't know what you mean. Hmm. Do I, I notice now that it's been brought up? Uh, yeah, you, you okay. definitely notice that his hair looks darker. It went from like an ashy brown to like a yeah. black. Yeah, it, it went dark. Um, and, I mean, you still don't notice the skin whatsoever but okay. his hair is definitely noticeable okay. say something oh, you're right. say something <laughs> i'm giving up on you <laughs> just, this is just how this is going to be now it's just going to be <laughs> you have a party with this two bards this is so frustrating <laughs> yeah anyways uh, excuse me I, I know i don't really have much to say here but did you get paler i I don't know, did I? And he's going to kind of look at himself. Like, he doesn't really notice, because why would you pay attention to that? I mean, he brought he did bring up the tan in the last episode, but, like, it's darker in here. You know, less less good lighting. He's like, I, I don't know. I mean, I did get beat within an inch of my life, so probably, probably not in the best shape. Right, right. And it must be the shaving for the pair. No. Uh, I, I apologize. Yeah, you're you're fine. I I don't. I, I just, hate knowing exactly what's up out of game and not knowing how to get <laughs> oh, to it. Oh, I have in no game. clue. <laughs> I have no clue okay. out of game. You, you I out don't of know. Ooh, so <laughs> stay out of loop. <laughs> yeah, stay out of the loop like the listeners. Yes. <laughs> no, I guarantee like half the listeners. Oh, are yeah, just like no. I know exactly. Just know exactly tell us already. On, yeah. I'm sure you said it at one point. I've just completely no, forgotten. No, I don't think Sam's ever said it besides to me. I don't think on recording. Yeah, I don't think on recording. I've said I don't it. even think outside of recording you've really ever said it beyond, beyond to me. Yeah, not in like a group setting, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, like, my character sheet's right here, so I'm just going to hide that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably the smartest <laughs> option. But luckily, the, the audience can't yeah, see that. Yeah, they can't that, see that. So yeah, no. Turns out they just, like, just see all my eyeballs and all that just begin to slowly oh, no. merge from the microphone. Don't, just like, don't make me think uh, about that. That sounds disgusting. I'm, I'm sorry. Anywho, I've, I've been listening to a lot anywho. of Magnus Archives, which is a great podcast as well. Go listen to that. Anyway. Uh, Shout out to anywho. fellow podcasters. Anywho, let's let's go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Hogar's just had sweeties. his whole identity questioned and been like, what are you talking about? Are and he's like, like, if he knew, then he'd be gaslighting, but he doesn't know, <laughs> so it's not gaslighting. <laughs> Oh, Not only are you wrong, but you sound crazy. Oh my! That, that Gaslight gatekeeper. Completely robots. off topic, but like that reminds me of a TikTok that I just seen as I was eating in mm-hmm. between episodes. It was literally just like, if you died, how would you gaslight God? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was like gosh. the funniest thing ever. Oh my gosh! All right, so yeah. I think we're probably taking the same watch again. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Perception. Yep. You know the drill. Oh no! Oh, that's bad. No. That's really bad. You don't this notice is... anything. Okay. We're we're gonna we're gonna try to speed through this now a bit more. Uh, Nat one. Oh. You don't notice anything. Shoot. Uh, seventeen. Wake up. Seventeen. You notice the centaur that's about to decapitate you. <laughs> oh. Run. <laughs> you notice off in the distance there is a large oval shaped. I guess is the best word for it. Uh, oblong shaped creature uh kind of just it, it looks like it's looking at you but you're not really sure uh it does seem to, i believe it's a living egg it does yeah it does seem to have uh horns of some kind from what you can tell uh it is quadruped it's lower to the ground uh but it is 
pretty big from what you can see. Not it's a egg. wino. It's a wino. Okay, so we're still like in our shelter. So there's only like one exit yeah. to it. So we're so she's just kind of she's gonna nudge everyone awake. Like she's not gonna like take her eyes off it, but she's gonna like start like kicking people. Yeah, kicking and, like, and elbowing. And... Hagar doesn't immediately wake up, but like his hand with the puppet on it comes up, and the puppet like looks around and he goes, "What is it?" There's something out there, and I don't know what it is. But I figured we should all be on alert. The puppet like tucks down and like pokes Hagar in the head to wake him up, and then Hagar finally like wakes up like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> I love this. I love this. This is one of my favorite things ever. Oh my god. I, I love it. Have you named the puppet? No. Okay. Never lose the pair of puppets. Never lose the pair. <laughs> Until oh I inevitably take it. No. no. <laughs> you Never leave do. me. <laughs> Uh, Hugger's gonna get up and uh, he's gonna like take his axe off his back, just get it ready. Cause like if this thing's big and got horns, Hugger's big and got axe. Question. It's it's looking at us, right? Uh, it looks like it's looking at you. Great. Question. You aren't sure. Yeah. Um, um, what kind of like check would I need to do to see if I can identify what it is? That'd probably be nature. Yeah. Or nature? survival, but probably nature. I'm I'm gonna say nature. Okay. I want to see. Do we what still do you, have a fire going? I have no idea what, what it is. Is our Never fire mind. still going? Uh, it's closer to embers, but it's uh, there's a little bit. You can probably throw some on there. And there's your... Okay. Uh, Hagar is going to do that to see if he can kind of, like, get the fire to, like, at least illuminate enough that his dark vision can, like, see it to the point where, like, he knows what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least, like, how big it is. It's got horns. So, like, if it's, like, a rhino, if it's, like, a wildebeest, like, what's going on here? No. Okay. So he's going to, like... Get the fire going, then pick up like a torch from the fire in his like offhand, and he has the axe and the other. Um, obviously, in battle, if he has to, he's just gonna toss the torch and swing the axe. Right. Um, but he's gonna like kind of like hold the torch up in front of him to see if he can like kind of illuminate the creature. Okay. Uh, so y- you go get some wood, uh-huh. to throw it in the like take a bit of fire. Give it a. <sighs> Yeah, blow on it a little bit. I don't know why Get I keep letting you do the fire when I can literally make fire with my hands. This seems free weird. resources. Yeah, I mean it's a cantrip, so it's a free resource for her. So yeah, not anymore. I feel like this That's is a disrespectful. <laughs> you just always jump on it, and then I'm like, well, our we fire's fire. Started, I'm sorry, it's the Eagle so... Scout in me. <laughs> it's the Eagle Scout and Hagar. Well, <laughs> yes, which is by extent the Eagle Scout in me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so as Hugger takes the, uh, the torch and kind of holds it out, uh, letting more light flow into the area in front of both you guys and this creature, uh, it does seem to illuminate the just a little bit of the face. Uh, and you can see it's got a very flat snout, pig-looking, and its horns aren't on its side. It's coming from its mouth. Oh, it's got tusks. Yeah, it's got oh. tusks. Big old boar. Mm. Big old boar. Mm. Mm. He's going to make a lot of noodles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, okay. Uh, does it... Dumb question. Does it look aggressive? All boars kind of look aggressive. Uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, is it like doing that thing where it's like... Like the steam's coming out of its snout and it's like looking like it's about to like 1v1 me? Uh, not currently. Um, okay. Like maybe you could try something. Maybe I'll uh, do that. I'm going to pick up, I'm going to, like, set down the torch for a second. I'm going to, like, pick up, like, a rock. I'm going to, like, throw it 
in another direction because this is what Hagar thinks he has mm-hmm. to do in like every situation. I, I okay. thought you were gonna throw uh-huh. it at the board. Just right on the snout. <laughs> no, no, I, I legitimately thought you were about to pull a Klein from Sword Art Online. Oh no! I legit thought you were about to be like, yeah, <laughs> just fucking like, at it. Yeah. Just like, Improvised like, ranged <laughs> weapon, idiot. <laughs> Oh I was just like, bro, I'm, I'm not reenacting Sword Art Online. <laughs> like, that's not my goal. Yeah, uh, no, I'm going to throw it, like, behind it to see, like, if it's paying attention. Or, like, if it's, like, because if it's fixed on me, then, like, there's very little I can do about this mm-hmm. thing if it just decides to charge. But if I can just, like, distract it, then okay. maybe it'll yeah. go away. Give me strength. Hagar's got that in spades. He's a big himbo. Yeah, he's a big, big boy. boy. <laughs> Beefy man. Oh, the oh. god, that's in 12. I mean, you hook it. Yeah. It, it kind of lands more next to it uh-huh. rather than behind uh-huh. it where you want it to be. Uh, but it does seem to go... Okay, so it turns its ugly head. Got yeah. it. Um, Gwen's going to see that, and she's... Are we about to get a minor illusion? Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's going to... Um, like, basically, as far away from us as she can get, kind of like behind it she's gonna make a noise almost like something's like, like knocking oh. well something that's like knocking on a tree i was ready for a so that like it could belong it. in the forest but like <laughs> it's it's not coming from our direction okay with the echo just really <laughs> really loud i love the wavy on the waveform yeah. there you're welcome yeah no problem editor's note <laughs> <laughs> okay so <clears throat> you're casting minor illusion mm-hmm. and that's What's the range on that? Yeah, 30 feet. 30, yeah, I was going to say it's 30 feet. You can probably get a decent bit behind it then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what sound did you say you were going to make again? Or just like a knocking on a tree? Yeah, right. like just like hitting it like really, really, really hard repeatedly. Okay. Did, did you want it to just make like like make it seem as though it's a person or like an animal? Like an animal. Okay. So, as you do that... Uh, you hear this like really awful uh, squealing as it like yeah like it, it kind of just like it goes up on its hind legs for a moment and then like turns and uh, begins to gallop into towards where the sound was. Oh, is this a raised boar? What is this a raised boar or is he? Maybe. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! This is a raised boar. This is gonna suck. <laughs> uh oh. I'm scared now. I am scared now, too, because I don't know what that is. I don't either. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's okay. I'm worried it's, about it. It's going to suck. I'm worried about it, Sam. It's okay. It's actually the boar from uh, the Poissy Jackson. Oh, no. Uh, okay. Jackson. So now that it's like going in the opposite direction, I suggest we start moving away. Because mm-hmm. uh, it happened during the last watch, too. So we likely wouldn't have to walk for long to like get into sunlight, at least. Oh, so yeah. that we're not fighting this thing in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's like that's Sam's idea. Hugar's mm-hmm. probably just gonna stand there with a torch, like ready to square up with this thing if it comes back. She, come on, come on, bro. Come on, I'm bro. Ready I would you. love some pulled pork <laughs> right now. Bro, man. Some ribs? You sounded some You sound delicious. You sound delicious. I'm gonna make me some boar noodles. <laughs> B- before he can like follow after it, Gwen's gonna say, I think we should we should we should go just in case it comes back. Yeah, Hugar's just gonna like yeah. follow. And just like, yeah, we're just going to go the opposite direction of wherever it just ran. Yeah. Okay. Well, Which is probably still the direction we were headed anyway. I mean, All it was. Give me survival. Don't oh, you no. All dare. Of us? Oh, everyone. 
including Vinny. It's cocked. Oh, good. That's not great. That's like a 10. I got a 12. I got a 19. Okay, someone knows where we're going. Yeah, one of you. <laughs> Luckily, it's the one who probably should know where you're going. My it's... character doesn't know where I'm going, but I think I know where we're going. So, Y'all you, are this. <laughs> uh, so, Gwendolyn, you can almost like hear this the very, very faint sound of running water in the distance. Yes. So you know exactly where to go. And you're just like, all right. You kind of just like tap, hug her on the shoulder. Just like, come on, come on over this. Come on, big man. Come on, big man. You know, just like, come on, Vinny, you too. (laughs) Come on, Vinny. Come on, We got places to go, people to see. I don't, I don't know if I, I'd like to think Halcyon is smart enough to think of this, but if we go to the like water and then we continue on our path in the water, then the boar, if it were to follow us, would lose tracks and smell, and it wouldn't hear us over the sound of the rushing water, right? Yeah, Your I just know... probably intelligent enough to figure that out. I would like to think she is. I My intelligence is 13. We need to go to the river, and then we turn right. Yes. So... Follow. All good <laughs> options. All good options. Oh, I also want to... Um, say that like when Gwen has the rope that Vinny's attached to she like ties it to her wrist so she uh-huh. has like free like tug him no so she <laughs> just has like her hands free in case something does uh-huh. start to attack us right yeah. understandable so like when day. you're on your Kinda child like leash your mom just wants to go to like Victoria's Secret <laughs> when you're trying to jump oh in the gosh. gorilla enclosure but mom has the child leash on <laughs> just like no we're not reenacting Harambe <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, thinking more gosh. like one of those balloons that you tie, but yeah, Bah-loon. that works too. <laughs> Balloon. Balloons. Cool. All right. So we're just we're just on our way. Yep, you are, you're on our I, I can't speak. We're on our way. We're on our way. Y'all are trucking through. Uh, you guys are covering ground a lot faster than you were now that yeah, you're feeling, feeling a lot more confident and also potentially a little frightened by the board. <laughs> uh, so, but you know, you're you're oh, moving. <laughs> You are making it through trees, and actually, you get to a point where you finally uh, leave the trees behind. Mm. Uh, It's now, once again, open fields. Uh, Not as hilly as it once was, where there was like a hill like every step of the way. You know, not looking like Hobbiton, but more like a classic um, field that you take a walk through, like a meadow, you know. And... We can go prancing through the meadow. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm I kind of want to This is the episode of musical references. <laughs> I mean, hey, good food. Uh, yeah, it's it's good yum, food, yum. and I get another puppet out of it. What? No. This is not Huggers Lord of Flies. Huggers have a whole collection. <laughs> Huggers actually Bad. a serial killer. <laughs> I mean, one of the first signs of a serial killer is, like, harming animals, so... Yeah, I just, you know, my first instinct is The Collector, you know, Uh, (laughs) that horror movie, which is absolutely awful. Awful. (laughs) Don't watch it. All right, so we're on our way. We turned right at the river. We're trudging along. We got through the, we're in the meadow. Yep. We're tiptoeing through the tulips. You guys are tiptoeing through the tulips. Uh, it took you a while to get to the river. Mm-hmm. So around this time, it is, is it's probably (laughs) about four o'clock and truly, even as you guys were like leaving the forest, it wasn't following you. It was just a boar. It was kind of just there. Was it staring at us though? Like, 
it was kind of just glancing around. Um, you know, you guys just caught it. So it was never a threat, and we overthought it. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, and you guys literally could have just got free food from it. Yeah, you know, but hey, Schmidt. Well, we right? could have fought it, but like, I'm sure it could have like done a little bit of damage with the yeah, tusks. I mean, yeah, it would have done some damage. Tusks. Free food. You're not wrong. Listen, however. we still have lots of chicken. We had eight whole birds. Eight whole dribs. We do have yeah, lots and of four whole people. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> a whole chicken a bird would probably last twice. me like three days. <laughs> A bird a person a bird. twice. A bird a, a person. <laughs> so let's see here. And, you know, one bird lasts each person two days, I'll say. Yeah, it's four days of food. It's four days right there. And we're back to rations. <laughs> and how many rations do y'all have? Enough. <laughs> Are you sure? We were leaving for three weeks. I feel like we wouldn't not bring enough food for three weeks. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. We knew how long we were going to be gone. So unless something makes us gone longer than we were planning on being gone that i think we're okay maybe you guys are lost who knows <sighs> anyway I so rolling on these survival checks so I, was hopefully say, we won't. I was gonna say so that is queen behavior as you guys are all walking through uh having taken a right and actually uh managing to go in the direction you, f- you come across a faded trail which leads to somewhere you're not really sure um because uh, you don't see any civilizations in the distance by any stretch of means. You don't even see smoke. So it's. Pro- Can I see if my puppet sees anything? Oh my gosh. Goodness. He might. It doesn't have eyes. You don't know that. We you do. Said it doesn't. Eyes of the soul. It's a beak. <laughs> do I have to make a deal with God? Is that what we're doing? No, no, no. no. <laughs> this, is, this is just a me thing. I'm seeing. If it's possessed. I'm seeing what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. No, you can't see. Ah. <laughs> I was hoping for something higher. But, yeah. I still had wings. <laughs> oh, also, when... I'm assuming we're... Are we still walking along the river? Uh, You guys have... After you crossed it, which was a bit difficult to do. Oh, we crossed it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, kind of what happened was you guys made it up to the river, turned right because that was a big gorge mm-hmm. to, to cross, and you weren't even sure how deep. You don't even want to mm-hmm. test it, especially with how fast that water is running. Mm-hmm. So you walked up the towards the right, mm-hmm. following the bank for some time, and then. You found a smaller area. I mean, it's still decently large, but the water doesn't seem to be as bad. You could cross it. You can see the bottom. Uh, probably would go up to maybe about halfway up Hugar's leg. Mm. Not mm. full leg, but... Uh, his shin. Yeah, his yeah. shin. That's what I was thinking. Not leg. Um, this is done near ankle deep. Oh, yeah. Done near ankle deep. Okay, well, Gwen just collected some of the water to, like, refill all the water skins and stuff like that. That's very smart. I just wanted to make that clear. All right, yep, perfect. We all have fresh wawa. Mm-hmm. All right, so as, as you all are traveling <laughs> across this trail, uh, you know, trying to figure out where it goes, perhaps, hopefully, crossing your fingers, hoping that it'll lead you straight to Gallardoth, or at least the passageway through the mountains. I'm booking it. Mm-hmm. Uh I want you all quickly to roll me perception. Yikes. Why am I bad at this? Yeah, that's that's uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, fifteen, thirteen. What'd you get, Sam? Six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roll for Vinny. Vinny. 
Eddie! Eddie! Man, it's getting real hard to turn him in at the end. because. <laughs> Especially if he rolls well. Okay, so you had a 15? Yeah. You're the highest. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, off in the distance, in the sky, you see a dark-looking cloud. It looks like it could be a storm cloud. You aren't really sure. Seems kind of out of place, though. Oh, it's. I don't know enough about D and D to know what this is. And I, I feel like. Well, I is. don't. Th- that's not what I'm thinking. I'm just. What? What if birds are getting revenge? Oh no. <laughs> I think I know what you're up to, DM. But I won't spoil your fun. <laughs> All right then, keep your secrets. <laughs> Will. I glug. You want to keep them forever so that we never. Figure it out. That'd be great. Okay. Kelsey is gonna point that out and be like, "Hey, um, do y'all see that like weird dark cloud?" No. What? What? I got a six. <laughs> I'm no. pointing it out to you. Please. Oh, oh, that one. No. <laughs> All right, everyone who wants to notice it, uh, roll me nature. Mm. Me as well. Yeah, if you want I to. I did much better on that. Uh, Hagar got himself a 17. That was a 15. I got a 10. Okay. So both uh, Hagar and Gwendolyn, you both noticed that uh, this cloud is going in the opposite direction that the clouds are going. Mm. Great. Nice. Lovely. Hagar is going to pull out his ukulele and start playing Rain, Rain, Go Away. <laughs> Rain, rain, go away, come again. Does it day. genuinely like look like a cloud, or could it be like? Uh, from from the distance that you're at, it looks kind of like just a dark mass. How far away is it? Great. Uh, a ways away. I mean, it's in the sky, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's in the sky, and it's. <laughs> um, Do I'd we... probably say it's about. Twenty minutes away. Twenty minutes. Okay. Is it coming towards us? Can we tell? It's hard to tell. All you can see this. Zigzags. Right? <laughs> it's just going in the opposite. It's just going in every opposite, any opposite direction than the clouds are going. Cool. Uh, I say we keep moving until we can find like shelter. Yeah. If it's coming towards us at all. Just keep, just keep an eye on it. Yeah. If it gets close enough to where we need to tuck into shelter, then we can do that. Okay. So. Dun, da, da, dun, 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 you dun, all dun, continue dun, moving dun, forward dun, dun, and. Uh, as, as you guys walk closer, mm-hmm. y- you see that uh, this black mass becomes more clear uh, and more splotches of light seem to come through it. And uh, you see it shift quite a bit. Oh. It like spreads out right. and then comes back um, together. And then oh. how, like, how close is it to me right now? It is. I mean, it's in the air. So, I mean, obviously you're not going to hit it with any, attack, any melee attack. Well, it's not going to be melee. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, you you're probably not going to hit it, it with I was going to thunder wave it to see if oh. it would go away. <laughs> I mean, you're too far for that. You ever thunder a cloud? <laughs> reverse. <laughs> no, no, reverse. No, reverse. No, reverse. <laughs> no you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we can, if it gets, if it, as it gets closer, I guess we should probably, like, tuck into as best a shelter as we can, because we're about to get rained it on. Is there... 
Is there any? Because we're in a meadow. Yeah, you guys are in a meadow. Well, no. Yeah. Is there is there anything and then I guess that we just can be done for us to like? Can we do like another perception or something I mean, now yeah. that it's? If you really want to take a, see, if you like, want to take the time to look at it, go right ahead. I would like to do that. Yeah, I would too. Nope. Hagar still doesn't know oh, what you're talking no. about. I have no idea what it is. I got a five for perception, so I'm just clueless. And I'm like, that that's, is, a that's a funky cloud. Bad. <laughs> that's a nine. Okay. So funky cloud. It's a, it's a funky it's looking a weird cloud. cloud. That's a crazy cloud. That's a crazy cloud. Climate change, man. Uh, Hagar's going to be like, uh, hey, Vinny, how you feel about the rain? <laughs> I'd prefer if it didn't. I'm not exactly dressed for mm, mm, the rain. Understandable. Is he's he gonna... still in his tattered desert, cl- desert clothes? It, no, it's he has better clothes on, but they're still not. Hagar's gonna take really like, made for the rest adventure. of like the rabbit skin that he has and just kind of like, like he's gonna like tie it to the top. Like he's gonna flip it inside out so like the leather is like facing the outside, mm-hmm. and he's gonna like tie it to Vinny's head so at least oh his head gosh. won't get wet. How considerate! Oh, God. <laughs> well, no, it's it's a cleaned rabbit skin. Like it before, still like, disgusts the man. Why? It's, <laughs> Maybe it's a he's clean, a dried rabbit skin. He ate the chicken. Been he, he, he's been starving. <laughs> We've been feeding him chicken and rabbit, <laughs> and he hasn't complained about it. It's not like the man has options. <laughs> His other option is hardtack. So Gwen's gonna turn around and be like, "Oh, Vinny, I like your hat." <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it'll keep his head dry. <laughs> Thank you. Tucker's going to take out his axe and, like, hold the axe head above his head so that he just, like, mitigates a bit of the rain. <laughs> it's such a very bad umbrella. <laughs> um, being the edge lord that she is, Calcine wears a dark, like, cloak. Hood. So she's just going to flip that hood off and, like... Something in the way. <laughs> God. Okay. Prepared for the wing. So, hold on. All right. Sagar's so gonna look at the cloud and be like, "What's up, God? It's me, your boy. Your boy. It's me, your boy. Uh, what's poppin'? <laughs> what's poppin'? All right. So. Uh. You guys managed to, you know, cover yourselves as best as possible for whatever this dark cloud is. And so, as and you guys continue to walk down this path, this cloud seems to be coming closer overhead. And as it is maybe, I don't know, in fr- like if I had to do like a whole length times width thing, like, like uh-huh. trigonometry. Yeah, trigonometry. I'm not very good at it, but you know, as best as possible, I'd probably say about sixty feet, roughly. Oh, that's a, that's a thick cloud. Well, it's not. I'm saying away. That's from how far away. Oh. Like, you know, mm. the hypotenuse. Call me when it gets to thirty feet away. When <laughs> <laughs> you can actually do something. About yeah. It. But yeah. So so now that it's about sixty Call feet me away, when I can cast sleep at it. Uh, <laughs> you, so you all can readily hear exactly what this is, oh, and God, you can see it. Squawking again. It is cawing, and it is a writhing black mass of dark birds. Oh. Son of a biscuit. The, and these these aren't as big as. Um, these are the homies. <laughs> <laughs> these aren't as big as the previous birds, but they don't look too friendly. Although they aren't kamikazeing you at the mm-hmm. moment. 
so if we I'm gonna, leave them alone. the puppet's gonna look at the birds and be like, leave these guys alone. They're good people. <laughs> All right. If they understand common, I'm assuming that they just take this as an insult. <laughs> oh, what, what are you saying, mate? <laughs> you want, mate? You want, mate? Oh, why so many dribs? Uh, you know what? Just, just because. Mm-hmm. Roman persuasion. Oh, oh God, bless! I'm oh. good at these. He got, he got that good, good I'm, charisma. I'm good at imitating birds. <laughs> that good, good charisma. Okay, so I have to. Add, is it just straight charisma or is it persuasion? You said persuasion. Persuasion. Right? Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Ooh, that's good. That's 19. <laughs> oh, 19. Yeah. No, uh, so you guys managed to pass completely under the birds. Scott free. Oh. <laughs> I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny looks thankful as all can be. He did not want to deal with more birds at this point. None of us want to deal with more birds. <laughs> so, he, so you all continue walking. Y'all better thank him. Hagar says, <laughs> pointing to the puppet. Calcine is gonna give it a very awkward pat, like on the beak, and just. It does the go... thing where like the bird like nuzzles. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> uh, All right. Thank you. I guess. Mr. <laughs> bird hand thing. You're welcome, you murderer. Yeah. <laughs> you oh my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> Gwen says that in character. (laughs) I can't decide if this is the best or the worst thing that's been. I'm sure the listeners will also think that this is the best or the worst thing ever. Yeah. Anyone can get some fan art of this, so it would be really, really great. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) All right. So you guys continue winding down this path. The day is coming to an end, and you see what looks to be a small area where a campsite may have been. It doesn't look fresh whatsoever, but it does look heavily used uh, from times prior. There is a like collection of sticks and pieces of wood that are gathered nearby. Uh, granted, I say collected, yet it's in rant, it's in shambles, kind of strewn about everywhere, but it's there. And so, as the night. Uh, comes the two moons glowing in the sky, occasionally being glanced over by a, a cloud or two. You all set up for camp, and Hagar makes his classic fires, and Vinny is done something. Something happens with Vinny. You know, I don't know what he you gets guys, tied up. He gets tied I, up somewhere. I would like to interject this time when Calcine sees Hagar building the fire. Can she just kind of come over with, like, a lighter finger and, like, do it for him? Just a go-go gadget yeah. <laughs> lighter finger. He's just going to drop all the firewood after they're like, could you do that this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> you knew I had fire hands. Oh, Did yeah, I? We, I caught her right <laughs> the doctor. That remember? doesn't mean you can fire. That don't, that don't mean you fire. Right, Sound like well. Kevin from The Office. Oh. That don't mean you fire. <laughs> that don't mean you f- Apologies. I didn't know I needed to make it explicit. He's going to look at the puppet like, can you believe this? I know. <laughs> 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 All 
It's very much like for the listeners' like imagination. I want them to liken this to like that scene in Hamlet where it's like, "Alas, poor Yorick, I knew him, Horatio." But oh instead of gosh. a skull, it's just like the disembodied <laughs> beak of a of a blood hawk <laughs> oh on a massive man's hands. Oh god! A very large boy. <laughs> very large boy. All right. And so, as you guys set up camp and prepare for your watch. Mm-hmm. That is where we'll leave today's episode. Just because I'm going to be nice, level up. <gasps> yes! Yay! <laughs> I did almost get so die strong. for this. So. <laughs> I'm going to get so yoked, you don't even know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I almost up. died for oh this my level, too. <laughs> All I'm going to say is be prepared. Well, I'm an Eagle what Scout, so that's kind of our thing. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway, I have been your host and Dungeon Master, Aaron. I'm Emily, and I play Gwendolyn. I am Tori, a.k.a. Calcine. I am Sam, and I play Hagar and the puppet. (laughs) And the puppet, whose name shall be revealed in time. Hopefully in the next episode. Yeah, hopefully. Anyway, this has been Roll for Immersion.